What's up? It's Andy Grammer with Jag. Hi, this is Carly Rae Jepsen, and you're listening to Jag. Hi, everybody. It's Joe Jonas hanging with Jag. This is Heather Knox with the hottest Jag I've ever seen. Ryan Seacrest with Jag. It's B.O.B. checking in with my homie Jag. So much swag with my homie Jag. It's the Jag Show podcast. Welcome in. I am John Jag. I always say that my favorite thing about the podcasting community is how open and cooperative the space is. Every year, there are several major gatherings, which, of course, now have had to move online. One of the biggest ones out there is PodFest, which has been building a community since 2013. With me today is Chris Kermitzos, Chief Creative Officer and the man behind the PodFest Global Summit. Chris, welcome in. Jack, thanks for having me. So tell me, for anybody who's not familiar, a little bit about the history of PodFest and how this whole thing got started. PodFest is truly a community. We started on a meetup level with 13 people. Steve Cherubino had a show called Pod Nuts hmm. and Nuts at Night and Android App Addicts. Basically, it was a tech podcast. Yep. He shared about it. And at the end of that meeting, I said, is there any way I could research anything about podcasting? He goes, yeah, some guy just bought my course on Udemy. His name is John Lee Dumas. He seems to be doing okay. <laughs> so I started seeing that and I listened to John Lee Dumas' first interviews and they were terrible. And I was like, wow, this guy is terrible. <laughs> uh, but in the beginning, he was. He is self-admitted, right? And then he started selling these courses. And I'm like... And he was getting better. And I was like, wow, there's something here. Mm-hmm. And I saw the growth, went home, told my wife about it. She wanted to start a podcast. And I became an evangelist for the industry. That led to a meetup. The meetup led to two workshops, then to PodFest. And we've been doing it now ever since. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the decision process and the timeline of maybe hoping you could do it in person this year and then eventually having to move it online because of COVID and everything else. So we were very fortunate because our event actually happened in person in March. Mm-hmm. And on March 9th was the last day, 8th or 9th. Wow, just in under the gun there, yeah. The next day on that Monday is when they were showing 24-7 coverage of the cruise ships, <laughs> which basically in the next couple of days shut everything down because they're just showing live feeds of these cruise ships, people stuck. No, I remember that time very well. I had a uh, alumni event up at Syracuse, New York, and we were there that weekend of March 7th, and then we flew back, and, and that was it. I don't think I've left the house since. So for us, we were fortunate in that technically we were the only large size conference of our kind to go on this year. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I've never been more scared of doing a live event in my life because instead of worrying about was the content good, was, you know, the lighting, the video, we were worried about everybody's health. Sure. And that's a whole different responsibility when you're like, whoa, there might be something to take out your attendees. So luckily, no one that we know of contracted it right after there. All of us went into quarantine. So what happened was we were going to do a virtual summit anyways. It's just good business to do something. Sure. So we did one in May, a one-week test. It did really well. And then I was um, I was watching Sing. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's like a animation movie for kids. Oh yeah, like it's a Pixar movie, I think, isn't it? Yeah, or one of those, yeah, yeah. Illumination or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the things. And uh, Mr. Moon is a promoter, and he's he's got a theater, and he's got to do everything. And basically, his theater crumbles, like literally, it collapses, and he loses everything. And I was watching this with my daughter with tears because remember, I'm a promoter, so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel. I feel this man's pain, this right. koala's pain. But what he did next was what really inspired me. He cleaned up his theater, made it an open air theater and started promoting for everybody to come in and showcase these amazing singers he had found. And the whole community, at first they kind of laughed at him, but then they got behind him. Mm-hmm. So for us, the PodFest Global Summit is like 
let's live into something that's positive as podcasters, as creators. And it's a platform to bring the world together to our doors virtually. And that's how we were able to get the Guinness World Records behind us to set uh, GWR. I didn't know there was shorthand for the GWR. Yeah, when you deal with them eventually, you just see GWR everywhere. Ah, that makes more sense. So tell me about the record you're looking to set with this year's event. So we're looking to set a record of over 5,000 people coming through our doors for largest virtual podcast event over a week's time. Mm -hmm. We're on pace to, I believe, go north of that, but we'll see. Uh, We're we're doing really well right now, thanks to individuals like you, you know, helping us get the word out. But we have over 200 speakers and people from all over the world. We have a track that's in full Mandarin. Literally, you can't even read the words. It's Wow. It's in Mandarin. We have... Spanish-speaking tracks. I believe we have one in Arabic as well. So we're it's global. We have people from Amsterdam, from all over the world that are speaking. Obviously, North America is well-represented, but in a lot of diverse voices and thoughts. So it's going to be an amazing experience for anyone attending. That's something I really enjoyed about the podcast industry in the last couple of years that I've really gotten involved with it, Chris, is how diverse it's become and how quickly it's become so diverse over the last couple of years in terms of everything from race and gender to just bringing in people from all kinds of countries all over the world. How do you put something like this on on a global stage where there are different time zones, considerations and all that? So a lot of the tracks start at 1 p.m. for a lot of reasons, because we're starting on the East Coast standard and then we'll go as late as 9 or 10. We do have one day where we go as late as 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So that's for people in different time zones like the Australia, the people in Australia that are putting on a track starts 6 to 9 p.m. The key, John, actually, is for me is to make sure the content's really good. So let's say someone like you shows up. Right. I know you know a thing or two about marketing growth. I want to make sure you see something, not everything, but there's something there for you, the experienced podcaster. At the same time, we have to make sure the beginners uh, get what they need. So it's a balancing act. And we do have, I don't want to say we have every category of like iTunes represented, but we have a lot of categories represented and it's all about audience growth and monetization. So are a lot of the seminars, a lot of the panels just going to be taped and you can watch on demand if you're, say, in Australia and you're 12 hours off? Or how does the mechanics of that work? The Australians will have something to watch at and most times. We are going to do our best to play replays at night when the rest of us in North America are sleeping. Mm-hmm. We'll do our best to have some kind of replay. And then we do have premium passes for people that want to buy the videos. Um, it's the free is the majority of it. And then the premium is people, hey, I didn't get a chance to see it all. I got a chance to see some of it and I knew it was excellent. So I could imagine the masterclass portion was even better. So I'd love a premium pass. Excellent. So I know you mentioned the different tracks that are in some different languages, everything from Mandarin to Spanish to English and beyond, that there are some specific tracks regarding podcast areas of expertise too, right? Yeah, yeah. We have storytelling, which I think this is one area I I really think podcasters, the ones that are up and running need to like focus on what I call the audio drama track or the storytelling track. Okay. Those people tell stories at a very high level and they produce worlds, imaginary and fictionary and and different worlds. There's a lot to be learned on the art of audio. And that's a track. We have a monetization audience growth. We have a video track, a YouTube track as well. A lot of podcasters are getting into YouTube and they might not realize YouTube is a whole different animal than audio. And there's different rules to that. 
Right. That is a bone of contention, I think, in the podcast community sometimes. Is it a podcast if it's on YouTube <laughs> and some people get caught up in the details, the nitty gritty of that, and then realizing that audio and video are different things. And I always make the joke, I was a radio DJ for 15 years before I got into podcasting. I always said it's a hell of a lot easier to sound good than it is to look good, which is why I kind of focused on audio. Well, no, I tell people that all the time. They're like, oh, I just want to do a video. I go, do you have visuals? And they're like, what's that? I go, you realize when I'm watching you on video, I'm judging everything I'm watching on top of what I'm listening to. And some people don't necessarily understand that. And there are some people who just take their podcast, throw a static image of their logo or a still shot of them sitting in a room up on YouTube and say, hey, my hour-long podcast is a YouTube video and it's just the audio in one picture. And that's not really working either. Well, the challenge is they see someone like a Joe Rogan not realizing he's got like famous people. Yeah. So there's a higher level of like, and a huge staff behind him, too. Yeah, staff. He's got a full controlled studio environment with a switcher, which most people don't even know what a switcher is, right. which allows you to cut shots. So all these things actually, and, and don't get me wrong, people get there. Technology's getting cheaper. It's all integrating. But right now, um, if you do do the static, what you just said, just know that you're probably going to get zero to no views. <laughs> However, there might, you do it, and I'm, I'm being serious here. There is a shot when you do that. There is a shot that one of those audio tracks will get picked up because the person you have or the content so unique. So you're it's almost like playing the lotto, like maybe you'll hit one. Yeah. But it's not, don't think like the whole thing, everybody's going to be watching every episode like that. Really good advice. I don't want to ask you to make twos between your kids here, but are there any particular events or speakers at PodFest that you're really looking forward to coming up here in a couple of weeks? Uh, all of it, to be honest with you, because <laughs> um, and I'm being very serious. What I do is I actually, uh, this past week, I've met with 80 speakers one-to-one, -one, and we actually meet with every speaker, and we go over all their presentations. Wow, okay. So the speaker placement committee chooses people, and we have a committee because all of us have blind spots, so we have a various committee looking at different factors. But the um, the people we've seen so far, like I was talking to an individual, uh, Carol from Columbia, she created this really cool audiograms but integrated in instagram and how to get the most out of your audiogram on instagram and then stats oh wow so like it's that detailed um joe fear and matt wolf always deliver in that they have this one strategy they have john and i'll share it with you they have the one dollar strategy which i love so let's say if they have a big celebrity on their show and that celebrity has a huge following on facebook they'll create an ad campaign that targets that person's following on facebook and they spend a dollar a day marketing their podcast to that audience for the whole wow. life of that podcast. So like that's one of a hundred tips that we have at this stuff. Yeah. I'm big on Spotify ads. So we're running Spotify ads and growing overnight with my wife's podcast. So we do a lot of pioneering stuff that a lot of people don't realize. And that's why the word of mouth for podcasts, people always say, I didn't hear about you until a friend of mine told me about it. That's kind of how our culture works. We want to be word of mouth. It builds our culture. And we just keep, we've doubled in size pretty much every year since we started. Just like podcasts in general. I can't say how many clients I've said, how do I get to the top of the Apple charts? I said, <laughs> stop worrying so much about that. Worry about getting those recommendations, word of mouth, social media Correct. shares, people, other people telling other people about your show. Um, Chris, if I'm on the fence and thinking about coming to PodFest, tell me about the details, uh, what it costs, what the dates are and all that. Yeah, you go to podfestexpo.com, register. Uh, the great thing is it's free, but you have to show up. The app has just launched, so you could go in the app and actually see all the settings. That's where you'll see the schedule. There's something for you. I would say, let's say you come for the content, stay for the community, because we invested heavily in the Whova app for all of us to talk to each other. There's a leaderboard. There's a message board. There's ways to collaborate with your fellow attendees. So we've invested a lot of money for this to be like 
as close to a conference as we can. And if you have the money to buy the premium passes, please do so. We are a company that delivers on our promise. And usually when it comes to content, there's a word we like to put next to it, and that's excellence. We're really big mm-hmm. on creating excellent content. And we do that by reviewing the presentations, giving guidelines to the presenters, and making sure they're not all covering the same exact topic. So for instance, there's someone talking about podcast trailers and the ins and outs of a really well-made podcast trailer. That's something that back in the day, we didn't really have trailers. Yeah. Now people are doing trailers. That's something that we want our people to understand. So there's a lot of different, there's a, uh, John, the, la- the one thing I'll tell you is some people don't know how to share their podcast episodes because as you know, it's decentralized. So is it the Apple feed? Is it this feed? We have one gentleman that shows how to share your links in a way that gets more traction and helps you spread your message without people getting lost on what they're supposed to click on. I will definitely be checking that one out for sure. What is the premium cost, uh, the cost of premium pass, Chris? It goes up every week. Um, I think right now it's like from the low end, $89 to $200. And then we have our inner circle passes, which is over that. But I would say if you could do the VIP, I highly recommend it. You'll probably get a PhD on podcasting. There was another guy yesterday who was talking about SEO link building and how to properly link build to grow by 30, 40% via search when you're a get. Yeah. So like I'm I'm talking about really, so what happens, Sean, is they get on a call with me and they're like, Hey, I could talk about anything. And while they're talking, the guy is like, well, I'm really good at link building. I'm like, tell me more about that. Uh And he'll do a 20 minute deep dive on link building, but the right way. So that's how, if you really want great presentations and this is what we do, we actually take the time to speak to our speakers, understand what they're, believe it or not, most people want to speak. They want to listen to feedback and deliver what they think would best fit the audience. Sure. Like for me, I enjoy that work, but I also have had to have 100 one-to-ones to make that happen. So that's that's what guarantees really great quality across the board. There really is so much here. And I love what you talked about, about investing in the app and the community piece of it. I think about my wife who has a corporate job and she spends her entire day on Google Hangouts and meeting after meeting after meeting, and it's boring. Same thing with like, whether you're on Zoom meetings or whatever plat- or Teams, whatever platform you're on, it's all these meetings, and it's, oh, I'm sorry, I was muted. Is my mic on? Can you see my screen? And, and, and over and over and over and over again. But knowing that there's that interactive piece of that to build the community, which is what's so great about these conferences and so great about podcasting as an industry as a whole, I love that, that there's going to be connections to be made. I think about you know, seminars and conferences I've been to where I've made friends just by having a conversation in the hallway. This is, well, sadly, but usefully the 2020 way to do that. This is the closest we're going to get, right? So yeah. we all have to accept that reality. And the cool thing is there are tools that help us get as close as we can. I will tell you, we're really good at structuring our content to not waste that time. Like, am I on? Right. Or how many times have we been on a Zoom call and someone's literally... The other day that we had a Zoom call, someone was having a conversation about the Zoom call they were on with us, talking to a friend like, yeah, I'm on this call. It's about blah, 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 and not realizing they're not muted. You know, that happens to all of us, but this is very structured. Uh, There's PowerPoints. We have asked speakers to provide PowerPoints so we know that they're investing time in building the concepts and showing them. Sure. But then I've seen a lot of summits where they do Q&A up front. Well, if you haven't spoken, John, how do I know what you're an expert on? So how do I know what to ask you? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It sounds very fundamental here. Our Q&A is after the presenter is done. So then you know what the heck you're going to ask. I don't know why people do just Q&A where you're staring at the person and the poor moderators, if there is one. Hey, tell me about that shirt you're wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about that hat. What's that logo? (laughs) There you go. There you go. 
Chris Kermitzos from PodFest, thank you so much for the time today. What are the dates for PodFest again? Well, we start August 3rd through the 8th as our pre-event, but the launch for the Guinness World Record is August 10th to the 15th, podfestexpo.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jag, for having me on your show. I truly appreciate it. We're going to have all the links to connect with everything PodFest in the show notes. Best of luck with the conference. I can't wait for it myself. We'll talk soon, Chris. Take care. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Jag Show podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe in Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are published every Tuesday and Friday morning. For help with your podcast, find Jag on social media at Jag in Detroit or on the web at jagindetroit.com.